Welcome to Witch Yes, a podcast for casual conjurings, witches in training, and amateur meteorologists. I'm Alicia Herder. And I'm Tara Keck. And here's the weather. Around. Just pointing around. Here. There. Everywhere. Drawing penises on the board. That's it. Come shots over Indiana. Oh, no. Expect sprinkles. Expect sprinkles. Little drips. On today's episode, aromancy, which is in the news, and a spell to make some goddamn friends. Finally. It's about time. You're likable. I hope so. I think so. <laughs> I don't know why no one else agrees. Alicia. Yeah. I have two things to tell you. <laughs> yeah. As I'm staring out the window, just recollecting my past. One, I went to a stop and shop, which is just like a grocery store. Okay. And their whole thing is like, you stop here and shop. It just has like the basics. It's nothing. It's like maybe a tier above Walmart, but nowhere near a Target. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it knows. It's aware. It's- it is very aware. It, like, it didn't even have Baby Bell cheese. And I was like, I don't, uh, what, what am I doing here? Come Why on. Why did I stop? Why did I stop and shop? So walking around, getting some last minute groceries, and I'm in the dairy aisle. And down on the other end of the aisle is a robot. Literally. And I guess this is, this is kind of normal now, but we've been living in New York City and this is not normal here. And I'm just trying to like chew some cheese and this robot thing is just like, like shark. Dun, 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 no, dun. it's, it's coming closer and closer and it's so big and it, someone drew fucking like eyes on it. Not realistic eyes, like goofy character eyes and it's wearing a mask, but it did not maintain six feet distance from anyone it got up in your business it got up in people's business it didn't touch them but you it was like two inches away and I'm like watching it and this woman sees me so she says oh have you like never seen one of these before and I'm like I what kind of Westworld bullshit are we living in (laughs) and she was like oh yeah there's only one in the store but it's supposed to just clean spills and go around and not be near people but it Sometimes it gets pretty close, but it's actually really normal. Wait, since when did we start having robots that clean hired employees? Robots, do they have a union? What is happening? I guarantee they do not have a union. Oh my god, criminal! Have you seen these robots? No, I'm scared. (laughs) Is it the size of a person? It's bigger. It's bigger. It's like, it, it was taller than me. Why does it need to be that big? What does it need to reach up there? I, it doesn't. It doesn't have arms, so it's not doing anything except looking for spills. I guess maybe it has to be have an aerial view. Yeah, like are the eyes eyes, or are they just painted on? Are the eyes its butt? Like what is it? How does it make waste? Where does the stuff that it mops up go? How does it fall in love? How does it know the difference between love and and lust? 
How does it know when its mother is about to die? And how does he know <laughs> when it's time to fess up about how that kid in seventh grade did stab. Did me dirty. Yeah. Alicia in the hand. If we don't keep the, the beginning part. That will make no sense and people will be astounded. But You're like, Alicia got stabbed? With a pencil. A mechanical pencil. And it went in. It went in. It did hurt. But... And it broke off. I'm brave and I'm no narc. And that's the end of that conversation. So, okay. Mostly constant vigilance. These robots are out here. And they're coming. And they're coming to get your spills, coming to get your jewels. I don't know what they're doing. I'm very upset about how tall it is. Yeah, me too. It was a very upsetting experience for me. And I obviously, I haven't been able to shake it. Yeah, I'm really sorry. You look really shaken up. I am. Thank you're, you. You're sweating. Whew hot in here there's just robots out there <laughs> but also you know the aisles in new york city are so small oh, you could never hear. you could never put a robot there so i'm just how long how long has this been happening and we just haven't been aware yeah i feel like i've been other places like i've been to a walmart and i've never seen a robot yeah. like what is this is it a stop and shop specific this is the first time like hand on the bible i've ever been to a stop and shop and it was probably the last time. You're not. I would rather go to Walmart. Like, <laughs> that's saying something. And they have baby bell cheese there. They have baby bell cheese. Ridiculous. Wow, I'm so sorry. But, thank I you. mean, thank you for reporting in. and Yeah. Reporting back and coming back alive. I just wanted to tell the people so that they're aware. Yeah. And you as well. One, two, three. Eyes on me. And at the robots that could be around you. Yeah. Okay, my other piece of newsworthy experience mm -hmm. moved to the new apartment mm -hmm. slowly putting things together we got a couch today very exciting saw it it's huge it's huge i love it and and now it's like a place for me to sit love that so i was putting away most of my clothes and last night was like the night mm -hmm. and i was like okay and we just got a dresser so a few little things have to be put away and my whole thing is like living my kardashian dreams I color-coded the wardrobe down the line. Yes. Beautiful, gorgeous, everything hung up. I actually, we bought a bunch of wooden hangers, but the wood was too thick. So I had to switch them out because I had so many clothes mm -hmm. that it was taking up too much space. So I had to switch them out for like the regular plastic ones. 9, 10 a.m. this morning, the whole thing falls to the ground. <gasps> No. In your closet? My magnum opus completely destroyed. How? I slaved over color coordinating my wardrobe. I got all the in-betweens. I got the prints. It was mm -hmm. it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. I had deep conversations with myself about like which blue should go where mm -hmm. on the floor. And I was like, okay, we'll get the maintenance people. They'll fix it. Let me just, you know, grab them and keep them in order. So I grab them. I stack them. I leave the room for like 20 minutes. I come back. Half the stacks on the floor. It fucking crumbled like a goddamn avalanche. Are you sure that there's not a ghost? No, because the person who committed suicide was in unit one. We're in unit eight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Far enough distance. Definitely. Right, so, yeah, they're not coming in and being like, how dare she have her life together? Yeah. 
Well, the the closet hanger had fallen on Marcel's side, but that was when he literally put three things on there, so it wasn't a big deal. And mine had been sturdy this whole time. We should have known. Should have known. So sad. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Thank you. What a day of like condolences for me. Yeah. I'm you... in a great mood, but like You've been oof, through a lot. I've been through a lot. In the past like forty eight hours. Mm-hmm. And then to come here and report alive. Insane. Vulnerability, bravery, mm-hmm. and bravado. Yes. Thank you. That good old uh v- b- 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 <laughs> Vulnerability, bravery, and bravado. (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying that va-va-voom, baby. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, a little bit of that. But tell me about you. What's up? What's been up? Uh, Dolly's here. She's been great so far. She's asleep. Oh, I love that for her. Her dad forgot to pick her up. One of many slights that I've received. Okay, well, let's go ahead. The floor is yours. I actually want to talk about um, I... Got to go see my mom for Mom's Day. Yay! We were all vaccinated, so it felt very safe. Mm -hmm. Um, I flew to Texas, and um, she picked me up. And I know that, like, Mother's Day can be really complex for a lot of people and really difficult. People, I feel like, often feel like they are forgotten or ignored or, like, their realities and narratives don't matter. So if this is really hard for you to hear... You can I skip don't care. No, 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 not you, like, <laughs> listeners. No, fuck them. They can listen for five seconds as you talk about your family. Ten seconds. Ten seconds. Um, so I got to just see my mom and my dad and my family for the first time in, like, two years. And I, it had been a while before the pandemic that I'd seen them. And so it was just, like, really special. And um, my mom, when I was little, like, uh, was really into, like, video taping things mm-hmm. with like actual tape not a digital so she she used to carry around like this big camcorder love it and so there's a bunch of like really great videos of like sean and i when we're really little like the day that i'm born like just tammy's holding that opening her legs holding the camera getting that good shot yeah, yeah get the money love it so she was getting a bunch of them digitized because uh tape disintegrates basically after yeah. a few decades and the, i mean these are like what like 30 years old and um, I got to hear my grandfather's voice for the first time. Oh, that's crazy. You don't want to cry in front of your family mm-hmm. when they don't know that something that seems probably so normal to them. Yeah. Like is making you emotional. So I tried I tried really hard not to cry. And watching my dad interact with his dad. Mm-hmm. He died like right before my, I think the August before my second birthday. Mm-hmm. And so... There's these really great videos of like him holding me in one arm and he uh, he lived in a camper in Colfax and or I think it's Colfax. That's where he's from. But like or where my father's from. But I don't know if he was like there there at the end. Mm-hmm. But he lived in a camper and he had this property and he had goats. And so Ooh. there's like him holding me and and he, he has a baby goat in the other hand and I'm like petting the baby goat. And he's like, there you go. Like it was just like so like special to me in a way that like is like so hard to express Mm -hmm. and like to see my little brother when he was really little like versus like this 
who he is now, who is a great and, and wonderful and creative person, but like he deals with a lot and to like see little him be like so excited to be in front of the camera mm-hmm. and like full of confidence and just smiling. And it was just like so special to be reminded of, I don't know, when things felt less heavy mm-hmm. and like less complex. Yeah, it's felt like since you've come back and just the what, five? Instagram stories you've posted or whatever that there's this like spark oh really yeah oh no no it's great a fire yeah oh gosh what am I posting oh I don't know it's just like ah yes <laughs> here she is is it she's oh, coming back are you talking about the one where I thought about the dead. I was like I want to quit my job yeah I mean that was great <laughs> that was hands down like better than the Elon Musk SNL skit you fucking <laughs> killed it he did fine. Yeah. He is Asper. You know, he threw that on everyone. So it was like, how can you even judge him now? Yeah. Ridiculous. He's got money. He can judge anybody with money. Can you? Yes. To a degree? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the answer to that. There's a threshold. Yeah. I mean, you can judge anyone. You physically can. There's a, a moment where you have to figure out, are you being petty funny? Or are you being a fucking bitch? And you need to be okay with whatever. Yeah, that you gotta. Is. <laughs> you really gotta lean fully into whatever one you want to do, but be aware of whatever one you're gonna do because it's gonna come across, and that's okay. So, speaking of bitches, how come there's a whole divination process for the air, but weathermen can't get the fucking weather right? Which has been doing this for centuries. Weathermen have, I don't know, first centuries. How long have weathermen existed? That would have been good research to have done if we had known the beginnings of weather reading. Here we go. Are you ready? Forecasting. Oh, you know, that's interesting. Forecasting. Oh. For. And cast. But it's very witchcrafty, but it's about the forecast. Yeah. The weather, the spell. Mm-hmm. Wait. Weathermen are, are witches. witches. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, so if I don't want to be a weatherman. But why wouldn't you? I'd like to wear green. And they're always in front of those green mm, screens. Mm-hmm. So that it does seem like. That's a really good point. You're always going to be a little at risk. Yeah. For pranks. Not a good St. Patrick's Day outfit. <laughs> no. Not at all. Mm-mm. No. That's a good point. I was thinking like too much math. Do you think they do the math or do you think they have an intern that comes in and does the math and they're just pretty? I can be pretty. And weathermen don't know what they're talking about, right? I never know what we're talking about. It is just a screen. I think they just guess and gesture and then they cut together whatever the best. The best take. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's 65 degrees outside. I don't even know where the number is that says it is. (laughs) It was sunny when I walked into the studio this morning. So let's count on that. Fish and weather. Fish and weather. But if I don't want to be a weather person, how do I engage with the weather in a meaningful way? Alicia, please tell me. You could do aeromancy. What in the world? I know, guys. I know. So aeromancy derives from the Greek word for air and matea, which means divination. What? It's just divination by looking up at the sky. You guys, like, old school witches... They were so cool. They could tell the future using anything. 100%. I love that. Nowadays, you have to have 
tarot cards. You got to have a degree. Yep. But back then, you could just look up at the sky and be like, it's a bird. It's a plane. No, your grandpa died two minutes ago. Boom. <laughs> Done. She's looking at her wristwatch. It's like the 1200s. The 1200s. <laughs> it's a fucking sundial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is also called aerology, areology, and irology. For those fancy witches out there. But not urology. No. That That's is, different. That is very different. Don't get mixed up. No. Aromancy uses cloud formations, wind currents, and cosmological events such as comets to attempt to divine the past, present, or future. Why would you divine the past? You can define the past by picking up on what happened. I feel like that's what most true crime documentaries are doing. <laughs> don't, we don't really know. There's that's no true. new information about Madeline McCann. Yeah. But we're going to make some movies about it. And you're going to watch. Yeah. There are even subcategories of aromancy. Ostromancy, wind divination, seronoscopy, I think that's how you say it, observing thunder and lightning, chaomancy, ooh. Chaomancy? No. Chaomancy? I don't know. It's like chaos without the S. Yeah. I'm sure it's a Latin. That just says aerial vision, cometomancy, comet tales, hydatomancy, rainwater, meteors, and shooting stars, nephomancy, cloud divination, selenomancy, the moon, and solaromancy the sun but you shouldn't be looking at the sun yeah well who who's doing this that was a good point i go, thank god you're here i did not catch that what was that thing with the the eclipse and all those people like burned out their retinas because they were looking at the eclipse i don't know oh, was it. it was it called a phenomena <laughs> i know you weren't supposed to but i i snuck a peek you did yeah you peekabooed i peekabooed at that sun coming out of the eclipse Dangerous. I remember where I was. <laughs> That's why your eyes Westwood Boulevard. Melting. Just looking up. Oh, no. I was like, they're already bad. Oh. <laughs> and it's not like I was taking binoculars to them, you know. Mm-hmm. I was just like, let's just take a look. It was very bright. You can't know until Plot you try. Twist, yeah. <laughs> the sun is bright. The difference between astrology and aromancy is that astrology looks at set planets, constellations, and star formations and transits. For reading, whereas aromancy hits on the aerial forces that we can see with our naked eye. Astrology is like big space, the universe, scary, terrifying things that are out there. (laughs) Aromancy is more earthbound or earth-related. Not scary. They don't want to consume Alicia. That's true. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. Think if all these clouds had like a fucking vendetta. Be awful. We'd all be dead. Yeah. Anyways, continuing. We had one Patreon listener asking if aromancy is what the girls in the craft were doing on the beach. And it's not. I'm sorry. It's not. It's not what the girls were doing on the beach. Aww. The element of air definitely inspired that scene since one of the characters gets struck by lightning. But aromancy is more about divination than trying to control the power of the weather like Victoria Van Gale from the hit cartoon children's show Hilda. Oh, cute. Cute. And let's touch a little bit of history. There's not too much history, guys, so don't worry. Aromancy is one of the oldest forms of divination. It is believed to have been practiced by ancient Babylonian priests, ancient Hindus, and Etruscans. Allegedly, aromancy even gets a nod in the Bible. In Deuteronomy 18, aromancy was mentioned as being condemned by Moses, which it doesn't really in modern translations. It just says, don't do witchcraft, interpret omens, be a sorcerer, etc., etc. Don't be magical. Only God is magical. Dang it. You are not allowed to be so. 
Albertus Magnus, a dude who lived in the 1200s and later became a saint, believed aromancy to be a form of necromancy. What? Which, I, yeah, I don't know how you connect that. But I don't think a lot of people read back then, so I don't think it really mattered. No, yeah. I think you could just say whatever you wanted. You really could. It that's was, why we have yeah. the Bible. Yeah, that's true. And it was listed as one of the seven forbidden arts in Renaissance magic, along with necromancy, which seems dumb because you're already saying aromancy is necromancy. But you're also including necromancy, whatever. Geomancy, hydromancy, pyromancy, chiromancy, and spatulamancy, which that's about reading like animal shoulder bones. Yes, we talked about that in the bones episode. And then as I was reading through Alicia's research to make sure that I didn't talk about any of the same stuff... I did have to text her and say, I'm so upset <laughs> that I didn't know this word because I thought it was spatulamancy. <laughs> I like it better as spatulamancy, like spatula oracles. Yes. Only the great chefs are able to do it. Mm -hmm. You read the grease. You read the grease stains. <laughs> you flip an egg, see mm -hmm. what happens. That's all to say that Albertus Magnus was basically just a dick. <sighs> he just sucked. In an encyclopedia of occultism, it is written that Francois de la Tour Blanche believed that aromancy is the art of fortune-telling by means of specters, which are made to appear in the air or the representation by the aid of demons, of future events, which are projected on the clouds as if by a magic lantern. As for thunder and lightning, he adds, these are concerned with auguries and the aspect of the sky and of the planets belong to the science of astrology. To sum up, Blanche is basically saying that specters or ghosts appear in the air or possibly demons create the omens of future events that you can view on clouds. And I tried to look up more information about Blanche to figure out why his opinion mattered, but I couldn't find anything. Oh, no. But I was like, you got mentioned in a book and I can't find a Wikipedia page on you? Like, what the fuck's up with that? Rude. Eliphas Levi, 1800s French poet and author of more than 20 books about magic, believed that the practice of aromancy was simply a means of opening up the practitioner's own imagination and abilities and that there was no actual meaning in what the reader observed, that the reading just came from within. Eliphas Levi was considered the most influential occultist of the 19th century, so that does kind of give us a reason to believe him. He wrote around 20 books. And he does have a Wikipedia page. Yeah, but... That doesn't sound fun. I've written 20 diaries. <laughs> People need to listen to me. I've lined them all up. Yeah. <laughs> and that will lead us to cloud scrying because I think that's what the people want. We want to look at a cloud and be like, this is what's up. Clouds are a mirror of our consciousness. They reflect the energy of what is happening on Earth. Cloud scrying is really simple. You just look up. Oh, wow. You can either meander and just gaze up at the sky and if anything pops out at you, you can make a note of it. Or you can come in with an open-ended question or a problem that you're looking to find solutions for. For this, I recommend going to a park or a place where you can watch the clouds without being bothered. Try to clear your mind and meditate on the question or problem you have, and then look up and see what happens. Like fire scrying, this is best if you don't try to force anything. Just watch the clouds as they come and go. This practice requires a lot of patience, and as with any form of divination, the clouds may not scream an obvious answer to your problem, but instead give you a direction to ruminate or act upon. There are so many ways you can divine by looking at clouds. 
and I say here are a few, but I feel like here are all of them, you guys. There are 10 here. There are 10 this here. Is not this a few. is not a few. She's given you everything. I, this is all the research I have. The speed of the clouds. This could signify how fast something will come to pass or how long a part of your life slash relationship slash etc. will last. The distance between different symbols. Where they move towards could show you what will happen after the event or what it will lead into. The cloud's departure. How they merge or dissipate may reveal the outcome or direction of the future. The height and or type of cloud. If a certain cloud is at a higher altitude due to its type, it may mean that the event situation is farther away or not as important as other symbols. I don't know anything about types of clouds. So I, that might require a little more research on your guys' end. Yeah. I got cumulus. I don't have that. I got nimbus. I got fluffy. Okay. Angry looking. Overcast. Mm-hmm. Blue skies. What about the little streaks from airplanes? Are those considered clouds? Those are chemtrails. Okay. And I, I hooked up with a guy once and he told me about chemtrails. What did he tell you? That, you know, it was like the government killing us. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Just put your dick in me. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I didn't what? ask for your opinions. I really, why are we talking? Whatever. The clouds texture. Are they fuzzy, blurry, thin? Maybe they aren't very solid yet. They could represent something that hasn't been set in stone. The cloud's color. They may signify where the issues at hand stand in the sense of positive, negative, neutral, etc. I would assume if it's a darker cloud, that might be negative, And mm-hmm. then lighter cloud would be more positive. Mm-hmm. Green cloud is tornado. Green, always tornado. That's a good one too. Tornado clouds. Mm-hmm. So it's like six categories I have, I think. You're, that's pretty extensive. I think so too. What is cumulus? Yo, baby, I just know names. <laughs> I just know names. I think the cumulus ones are the really big puffy ones. Like the really, where they look like popcorn. Like one giant popcorn. Love popcorn. But And then Nimbus it cloud is the cloud that Goku rides on. No, that's the Harry Potter broomstick brand, isn't it? Both. Oh, my goodness. And it's also a type of cloud, but I don't know what kind it is. Hmm. We would be great weather people. <laughs> we would... We would kill the game, honestly. We're very good at pointing and saying things. Look over there. Whoa. Look over here. Look down there. Actually, no, only look up. It's about the sky. (laughs) My weather's up up here, guys. (laughs) Bright white puffy clouds that remain white and don't change could show a time of happiness, while storm clouds may reveal a bumpier road. If there are two different clouds next to each other, one fluffy and white, the other gray and darker... Scry using both to discern if there are competing forces at work or multiple pathways you can take. At sunset or dusk, one of the, you know, very nice light hours, the colors change and shift, revealing a plethora of other meanings. Discover what the colors that appear to you most often may represent and decide if they have any meaning for you. This bitch happened to see a lot of pink and blue when they... This bitch looked at the sky and clouds cried while their friend living in the same area tends to have more pull towards red and orange, which I say, I guess, are we not seeing the same sunset? Is this due to optics? Is this like, you know, that guy in a philosophy class where he's like, well, colors aren't really how we think they are because we all have different eyes. Well, I did some research and someone was saying that blue skies hurt people with blue eyes more. And I was like, yes, 
Is this real? I heard this too. In your research or in like life? I think I've like previously heard that like like in articles that people with blue eyes like have a higher sensitivity to light <laughs> and stuff. I guess that makes sense. But also it's like blue eyed people need to die out. I mean, I'm over here with like my blue gray eyes, but yo, it does not sound like we are the stronger type of human. Well, I bet a lot of blue eyed people come from like northern climates right or Where like it's cold. darker yeah it's darker mm. cloudier prolonged periods of winter where there just isn't a lot of blue sky so you would be perfectly happy in portland oregon or seattle i think i get like seasonal affective disorder though like i don't know if i would be yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> she's like yeah i agree with that i agree with that the direction of the wind if you're outside and you feel a particular wind blowing one way it could mean a little bit of something too Look to where it's pushing up in the sky and begin scrying with the cloud you think it might be directing your energy towards. It could provide some information or details that you are missing. So apparently, if you're being pushed more north, that's for adaptability, charm, creativity, sociability, wits. More south is physical strength, health, adventure, loyalty. West, confidence, business, energy, and persistence. And East is trust, sincerity, love, compassion. So if you're on that Tinder app, you've got to be looking East. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Eyes completely East. If you're applying for jobs. Eyes West, baby. Eyes West. Eyes to the West. If you're going to do our spell later. Eyes North. Oh, okay. And if you need a reason to go to the gym, Eyes South. We got your whole life planned out. We got it all figured out. And then symbols. So of course, this is what we all care about is... Was I doing magic? Five-year-old me looking up at the sky being like, that's a duck. <laughs> Very clearly. <laughs> what does it mean? And I get, yeah, yeah kind of, kind of. The clouds form symbols and figures for you to watch. The shapes represent a big chunk of what you're looking at. So questions to ask when you're looking for symbols, shapes, ducks in the sky. What does that image mean to me? Is it positive or negative? And what else could it mean? Mm-hmm. Like get out of your own head for a second and be like, is that the robot I saw at the stop and shop? Is that him? Is that impending doom? Oh, no. It feels like impending doom. So Tara, I want to know, what clouds have you seen lately? That cloud? Okay, what does that cloud look like? That cloud looks like a bird. Okay. That cloud. Is it dark? Is it light? It's dark on one side and light on the other because the sun is on the other side. Totally makes sense. It sounds like you feel trapped. Which direction is it going towards? Oh, God. Okay. Um, I think... I think it's blowing. Okay, if this is, okay, we're in Gowanus. So that way, Jersey. So that way is west. Full on west. So I think it's going south east. Okay. So what does that mean? Trust and confidence and business and sincerity and love and compassion and energy and persistence. You have to trust the adventure for you to fully fly. Holy shit. I'm so good at this, dude. I was thinking Name a lot one. about. Have you ever watched James and the Giant Peach? A long, long time ago. Do you remember the one of the first scenes where his parents die? No, that scene I blocked out. I just remember the peach in the boat. Okay, okay. So there is a scene <laughs> where he's on the beach and he's dreaming about um, his parents dying. Excellent. Because they're killed by a rhino at the zoo. But the rhino takes the form of a giant storm cloud. I do not remember this movie. Oh, it's very scary. <laughs> but I thought of, I think about that. I thought about that the whole time we were doing this research. What? <laughs> I was like, what does that mean? What does the rhino represent? Is it his latent homosexuality? Mm, the horn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And rhinos are naked. 
They are, but they have this armor, so this like tough exterior. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're gooey on the inside, though. Never opened one. Up. I've never opened a fried like, like a Kinder <laughs> egg. Is it inside of it? <laughs> oh, it's a little. What toy. are you hiding? Have you seen any? Yes. So the other day, I saw a large turtle followed by a small turtle, and I was like, "That's cute," and it made me feel like happy on the inside. All good. And then while I was doing this fucking research, mm-hmm. the Encyclopedia of Occultism. I was trying to find out more information about that encyclopedia because I was like, that's kind of cool and interesting. But I saw one review of it on the Google Reads or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the review was, hello, viewer, I have joined the Illuminati. If you would like to join the Illuminati, please go here. And I was like, you know what I need to know more about? Oh. The Illuminati. <laughs> so I went to Google mm-hmm. and typed in Illuminati, Reddit, boom. And then in the Reddit post, AMA of the guy who says he's in the Illuminati said the phrase turtles all the way down. And I was like, I'm gone. This is crazy. What does it mean? Turtles all the way down is that whole idea of there's literally a word for it because I spent 20 minutes trying to figure out what the fuck the context was. Turtles all the way down. Apparently it's also a book. It just we just keep going further and further. It's a book by John, John Green. Green? Yeah. How did you know that? Oh, I just know John Green's work. I've never read it. I don't know if it's good. What? Why would you just know his work? I like him as a person. <laughs> That's crazy. So it's an expression of the problem of infinite regress, which is basically something can't be true in a line of thinking unless there was something that was true about it. So it's this whole idea of the earth is flat and we're on a bunch of like turtles mm-hmm. held up by elephants or something. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to prove that's not true because there was never an ounce of truth in any of those statements. So if you go A, B, C, D to get to our answer E, A, B, C, or D are not true. Thus, E cannot be true. And I was like, why? Why do people study philosophy? That's really where I landed. Yeah. My brain hurts. Wait, so then what is it about you and your life that is not true? Oh, you think that's what it is? I thought the Illuminati was calling. This could also be true. They're up there with their chemtrails with their chemtrails like billy said turtles all the way down all the way down like fucking just falling down rolling down that hill no i'm sure it's really cute next to cheese oh i saw like a dragon but i don't feel any such way about it it seems to me to be very similar to tea leaf reading Mm -hmm. where you shouldn't be asking other people yeah it's really like you looking, seeing what you're seeing, and following that thread, that inquiry. Yeah. The dragon, I was like, that's a dragon. It means I'm cool. <laughs> like, who else sees dragons? <laughs> Come on. That's awesome. Give it a shot, guys. I guess it's, it's fun. I don't know if this is for me. I don't know if I have the patience. Tarot, bit faster, gets to your goal. Yeah, I definitely feel like this is not something that I could uh, could see myself following regularly as a magical practice. Yeah. But I do love looking at the sky. I do too. And I think if you get anywhere else in your life that practicing just looking up every once in a while, probably pretty good. That is good. I was actually taught not to do that the first time I was in New York City. Because you'll step in gum or someone will take you? No. Why? Because if you look up, it just means you look like a tourist. Like you're too busy gawking at the marvel that is mankind Mm -hmm. to pay attention to where you're going. So I was always told never look up. Or they'll smell you here. 
And sometimes, you know, you see some people when you first get here and they know you're new. Yeah. They literally can sense it. They're like, you're not from here, are you? I think I said sorry to someone and they were like, yeah. I was like, Ugh. You're like, I'm not tough enough. I'm not tough I mean, enough to be here. So that's clouds. Tell us more about what we can do with the weather. Okay, so I thought it would be a little remiss to not approach weather magic in some avenue. And this was a really large topic. So as soon as I decided I was going to do this, I did regret it. Is weather magic aeromancy or is that or is it different? Weather magic has to do with clouds and with wind. And so I thought, let's just dip our toes into this because... As you got up to looking into what different symbols meant, just became very list-like. Yeah. And that like so many different cultures have so many different ways of looking at the sky that I felt like you know where you come from and, and you know what calls to you. And so I would encourage you guys to do your own research on that. But I thought it would be interesting to think about how witches have been approaching the weather and wind throughout time. Oh, okay. So if you listen to our Gerald Gardner episode, you know that witches have been conjuring fog and storms to thwart armadas and Nazi air fleets for generations through aptly named Cones of Power. Ooh, that good, good cone. But if this is your first episode, which it could be. I mean, you need to go back because that episode's gold. It's probably one of my favorite. Gerald Gardner's story goes that in 1940, a group of 17 witches congregated in High Cliff in southern England on Lunasa on the 1st of August. These are the facts. High Cliff, 1st of August, Lunasa. Gerald Gardner's there. He's naked. Nazis. Nazis. Mm -hmm. Normally, to cast a cone of power, you need a big bonfire. But because they were afraid of being spotted by enemy planes, they used a single shutter lantern. Ooh. Then everyone else got naked. They really liked that, though. They did. That was like their thing. Go back to the episode. Gerald Gardner showed up naked. Everyone else was like, okay, now it's time. Yeah. And then they danced because that's what Gardner and his bros like to do. They danced and danced, building up their collective ecstasy, which sounds really sweaty, directing their power at Hitler and his forces. And also it said his brain. Excellent. And as they chanted, you cannot cross the sea or something like that. Yeah. More witchy, more loud. Probably. Screaming. Ecstasy. Sweatier. Very sweaty. Very. Very cold. This got me into this vein of storm summoning. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you can read the clouds, can you manipulate the clouds? And what does that mean Mm -hmm. for your divination? Witches have been blamed for storms for centuries. Famously, in the late 1500s, King James I of England became obsessed with witchcraft after a violent storm prevented his wife, Anne, from sailing from Denmark to join him, I guess, in his royal house. Okay, so she was supposed to come to him. Mm -hmm. He wasn't trying to get rid of her. I have a theory. (laughs) So she's a new wife, right? Oh, new. Okay. So she was getting shipped off to be in England. Excellent. And then I always sort of wondered, I was like... Did she want to go? No, they never want to go. No. So then she's like, no, sorry, I can't come. It's stormy out. It's rainy. I don't want my makeup. It's raining. To melt. And this kicked off an extremely deadly witch hunt that claimed the lives of hundreds of people. There's a lot of great research about climate change and the rise in witch hunts throughout history. And if you remember, Europe was going through what historians called the Little Ice Age from 1300 to as late as 1850. Who else is being greatly affected by climate change? India, everyone, Africa, all of these places that are having upticks in witch hunts. I feel like 500 years should be a big ice age, you know? (laughs) I think the ice age, capital T, the ice age was thousands of years. Was it? I think so. I just assumed it was the span of two weeks (laughs) and everyone died. And I was like, okay, we're done. Ice age. Moving on. 
long enough to uh, to evolve all those woolly mammoths and like giant sloths and stuff like that. That's true. So that they could go on a on a heartfelt adventure with a, a tiny infant human child to oh, return yeah. it to its family together. Together. But if you're a little storm witch who doesn't have 17 friends that are down to clown naked in the woods, there's lots of ways to, to summon storms. First, you can fill a jug with water, walk outside, and pour the water into a water basin because I guess the sky has to see you do it or doesn't know that you're talking to it. Okay, okay. Then you'll take a necklace, perhaps a cute pendulum, and hover it over the water. Begin swinging it clockwise at least five times. Okay. Then the magic happens. Okay. Uh, number two is, I saw a comment on a form that mentioned beating a rock with a wet rag to summon storms. But then I couldn't find any scholarly sources on it. But I saw it. So it's there. I think that counts. And then, of course, a rain dance. Ooh. Which exists in many forms all around the world as a ritual dance to summon rain during drought or at the beginning of a planting season. No matter where you're from, again, there is a ritual rain dance for you to enjoy and think about doing. Next up, I was like, okay, wind, right? We talked about wind, blowing it in certain ways. How can, honestly, how can you fuck up your other witch friends that think the wind is talking to them? Mm. So there's whistling up a wind, and this is exactly what you think it is. If you think, it's about summoning wind with a whistle. Oh, Whistling up a wind is an old trick by sailors to conjure wind so that they can take their little boats across the sea with all of the gold and then die horribly in the Gulf of Mexico, leaving their doubloons. Treasure. It's pretty simple. The direction, the force, and length of your whistle indicates to the wind where to blow, how hard to blow, and how long to blow. I started reading a Witch Amino blog entry about this, and the author started talking about visualizing barometric pressures. And I started zoning out. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what that word is. I, they were like, it goes up, it goes down. That's how wind happens. But I have no concept <laughs> of what or where. No wind. Windy. Very windy. Yeah. And then tornado, accompanied by tornado cloud. A uh, hurricane. But then I came back in when they started talking about what it meant for witches who could not whistle. So that here's your answer. Okay, great. So you have to be a good whistler. And witch amino user, Romeo00257, who made this post just a little over a year ago, so it better be accurate, wrote that even witches who cannot whistle can summon wind through song. And they didn't say if it had to be dust in the wind. Ooh, I like that one. But perhaps it could be. So they didn't say what song? No, it just said to sing. They even said to yell, ah, which I feel like if you're a woman alone in the city, ah. But in New York City, that's totally fine. It is normal. You're just like, oh, that's our Cleveland, you're a little off. They might call the cops on you. Yeah. Very bizarre behavior. Another source, Stormborn Witch on Tumblr, also came out for the witches who can't whistle and gave us a few more techniques. So you can blow over the rim of a glass bottle you can use just a whistle like a whistle whistle okay and it's a plus if it's made out of something cool like alder or willow wood and there's definitely a, like a mini sode here about different kinds of like ritual flutes yeah like an ocarina what are we bringing there's out so many different kinds of like historical flutes what that about are a harmonica very witchy very witchy right yeah Meet you the know devil what? at the crossroad. Yeah. We had a whole pandemic where we were stuck inside why didn't I learn how to play the harmonica like, what a good, like... And yeah, because it is like you're trapped, you're yeah. being held captive. That would have been such a cool skill to have learned. Can't do it now. Wasted. Damn, you'll Wasted. never learn harmonica. All that time. Third wave. Third, Third wave. <laughs> More stimulus. There's an herb that's called broom. It's not a broom, but it's an herb called broom that if you throw it in the air, apparently will make the wind. Mm. 
Then there's a ritual tool called a bull roar, which I think is really freaking cool. It's used in many parts of the world, Scandinavia, Greece, Ukraine, Mali, the British Isles, and in Tupi, Kamarua, Bororo, and Native American and Maori ceremonies. It's a dull kind of seed or arrowhead-shaped blade, sometimes made of wood or stone, that's attached to a long string, and then you just swing it around your head. That's awesome. And there are some that make noises. Like they make a noise and then they like call like sheep. Isn't that what David did to Goliath? That is a slingshot, but it is very similar. Oh, okay, okay. This one's not a weapon, but I mean, you could. It is blade shaped. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. I thought that was so cool. And they use it for like lots of different uh, kinds of ceremonies like cleansings or celebrations or summoning spirits. But one of the big ones is summoning wind. Mm. This could be great for our desert Patreon witch who asked for help with aromancy where there's no clouds. You wanted sunshine all the time, baby. <laughs> you did this. You come to us with your problems. You could summon a wind and, and create a dust devil that destroys your enemies. Yo, one time though, mm. I was in Phoenix mm-hmm. and there was a dust storm. It was terrifying. What happened? It was a whole 48 hours. It just, it looked like a storm was coming mm-hmm. and it was just dust and sand it was so crazy. Is it like you just saw a wall of... It was just like all brown. Like you couldn't see anything outside. <gasps> it was kind of one of those like shelter in place situations. Wow. Yeah. You I can't even imagine anything? like if you were driving. It was like worse than like the worst rainstorm. It was just... It was like brown completely. Oh, so creepy. Yeah. And then it was over. That's just a horror film. Dust was on everything. Oh, no. That's probably because someone harmonica just a little too loudly yeah. and brought upon the wind. You did yell, ah! Ah! <laughs> you and all of your naked friends in the desert. <laughs> you invited too many. And then Stormborn Witch also mentioned that you should make sure that your hair is unbound or loose because binding or knotting your hair is a way to capture wind. So then fell down a rabbit hole of binding storms and wind which i think should be revisited in our vaults of the obscure episode on ligatures that we've been planning i love that so that is having to do with manipulating clouds and wind to then really fuck up everyone else who just listened to the first part about divination yeah (laughs) that's what i bring to the table they're like i just want to know who i'm going to marry not today linda why would someone Hmm? conjure wind just like it's too hot, a nice breeze would be great. If you're not a pirate. Okay, if you're not a pirate, so you don't need wind on your boat, Mm-mm. dry your laundry. Mm, but couldn't it like fly away? Not if you pin it. And also only if you do like a little whistle, like a boop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why else would you conjure wind? Yeah, you're hot. Okay. Trade yeah. winds are big in like island cultures. What else? You really don't like your neighbor's patio furniture. And you want it to blow away. Why don't you just move it? Why don't you do the work? You want to have the elements do it for you? It's a little rude. What else? TikTok. Yeah, it's one good TikTok video. Mm-hmm. You need more subscribers. Followers? Subscribers? Mm. I'm too old. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Any other thoughts about the sky? Don't look at it. You have blue eyes. Don't look. I mean, love it. Would never say anything bad about it. She can't hurt you. She can't hear you. We're inside. I mean, I'm sure it can hear me. (laughs) The sky is always with us. Mm -hmm. I respect it. I love it. I cherish it. I don't feel the need to fuck with it. It's not my element. I'm not Aang from Avatar. There is an Aromancy episode in Avatar Last Airbender. It's called Aromancy? It's about Aromancy. It's about a volcano town 
who doesn't believe that the volcano is going to blow. And Aang has to go into the clouds and create a skull. Oh, right, right, right. To make them believe. Oh, that's very relatable to our topic. Yeah. So go watch that episode, everyone. I feel like this show has actually been a, gotta find Alicia's witchcraft. <laughs> I think that's usually at the end of each, ep- at the end of each episode, Alicia's like, this ain't it. And we're like, okay. You know why? But the shoe doesn't fit everyone. I am Cinderella. I'm waiting for my glass slipper to just appear. Mm -hmm. I really think it's those celestial charts, birth charts, love. Yeah. After I figured it out four hours later, love that shit. Mm -hmm. Love astrology. Love tarot. I guess it's more of the active things. You know, I can just look at cards, do some numerology, Mm -hmm. like basic math. I think you like charts. Almost like charts and maps and shit. It's like kind of... I've never thought of myself as a charts and maps kind of lady. Cartographer. Oh my gosh, maybe I should. (gasps) Yes. New hobby. New, yeah. I was thinking about doing pole dancing, but this sounds way better. Why not both? It's a lot of time. (laughs) You got a lot of life. (laughs) That's true. Got a lot more to live, baby. Any final thoughts on your end? Beautiful sunset right now. It's beautiful. I do love sunsets. I would say skies up, thighs out, guys. That's what I'd say. The sky's always out, Tara. And so are my thighs. <laughs> What's that on the wind? <gasps> Coming across like a a white hot dragon. Which is in the news. Which is in the news. A breath of fresh air. A breeze. A calming breeze on my, my <sighs> skin. My hot flesh. Love it. Guess what, guys? It's been 25 years of the craft. The craft came out in 1996, and people are still talking about it. Still very hot. So if you have not seen the movie, you can still watch it. It's still relevant. It has such a cult following, but of course, classically, when it was released, people were not into it. Even now, it has a 56% on Rotten Tomatoes. And if you ever went to school, 56% is an F. If you didn't go to school, I think that's illegal. You have to go to school. How did you, like, fall through? If you were in the You know, woods. if you didn't go to school, I'm not coming at you because obviously something much bigger happened to your life. Yeah. That's fine. It's a pretty crazy story in terms of film structure and a little cliche in some instances, but it did have some zappy one-liners and was a super dark teenage film that tackled many heavy topics. Ann Cohen of Refinery29 wrote... Too often, women feel powerless to change circumstances, political, social, financial, take your pick, that feel beyond their control. The craft presents a universe in which any slight could magically be made right, and in our current climate, that's an appealing prospect. It tackles bullying, racism, poverty, body issues, abuse, suicide, sexual assault, and otherness in a way that doesn't feel like an after-school special, which that's a lot of topics. To cover in one movie. In one fucking film. The craft examines female friendship and especially female friendship gone awry. But despite it all, the craft gave young women a world where they could solve their own problems and face their own bullies without the help of teachers, their parents, the establishment. Who needs them? Fuck the government. Fuck them. And last October, HBO Max even premiered a sequel to the movie called The Craft Legacy about four girls once again who get a little too into witchcraft once again and bad things eventually happen once again. (laughs) A vicious cycle. Whoops. So if anyone thought the craze about the craft is over, you are wrong, 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 baby. Congrats for the craft for still being relevant 25 years later. I can only hope that that will be me one day. Yeah. You beat friends, everyone. You yes. beat friends, the craft. 
Up next, Witchy Pooh from H.R. Puff and Stuff dies at 96. Billy Hayes, the character actress known for her role as Witchy Pooh at H.R. Puff and Stuff, died in early May at age 96. Natural causes that good, good death. Thank God. Blessed. The vaudeville-inspired Witchy Pooh stole the show on H.R. Puff and Stuff, which ran for only 17 episodes on NBC in 1969. It was also adapted into a feature film, 1970s Puff and Stuff, and Hayes reprised the role there. Entertainment Weekly wrote, Much like Wiley Coyote's perpetual quest to kill the Roadrunner, Witchy Pooh was perpetually trying to steal the magical Freddy the Flute, with Hayes offering a slapstick performance kitted out in green makeup and a fake nose. And yo, this shit looks bonkers. I have not, I'm actually not familiar. That's totally fine. It is not relevant, unlike the craft. Hold on, I'm clicking this link. Keep going. Please do. The film is streaming on Tubi for free, which I don't, what is Tubi? So y'all can watch it. It is free. I found the link to watch it and it's free. Witchy Poo literally comes out against a black screen. This is like so 1970s, dressed as a witch, caricatured witch, the hook nose, the green paint, all of it, the hat, and starts yelling at the little kids in the movie theater. So we're breaking the fourth wall. Wow. To stay in their seats or else she'll turn you into a frog. Crazy. Which makes me just think growing up in the 1970s must have been like so much fun if you were white. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm looking at this woman. Mm -hmm. An icon. This is a crazy situation. (laughs) (laughs) It was a crazy premise. When I read Magical Flute, it's completely different for me. Completely different life. Regardless, in Billy Hayes' honor... Everyone should take their vice of choice and watch Puff and Stuff. Why would they even call it Puff and Stuff? That makes it sound like you need to do drugs to watch it. It does 100%. And I think I do need to do drugs in order to gain the courage to watch this. But then once I'm on the drugs watching it, I'm going to have a bad time. Yeah, Because this so. is very scary looking. It is kind of scary looking. That's true. As your mind is being blown, you can fondly recall that Billy Hayes had a great acting career, was a great animal lover, and even opened a nonprofit animal rescue called Pet Hope. Oh, Isn't that lovely? What a good person. Thank you, Billy. And I cannot wait to have the right substance to watch this movie. One day. They will create it. They will create it. Nothing could work right now. And our last story is Remembrance for a Maryland Witch. It's witch with quotes. It's a quote witch. But, you know, dead person. In 1698, Leonardtown, Maryland had a deadly flu epidemic and a severe winter storm. Livestock, people, babies dying left and right. Looking for someone to blame because weather magic. How relevant. Some villagers created a rumor that an old woman who lived alone in a little shack in the forest must be a witch. This woman's name was Maul Dyer. A group of villagers went to the shack, but by that time it was empty since Maul had heard the rumors circulating about her. The mob of villagers burned down her house and a few days later Maul was found, yet she had died of hypothermia. Her right hand was frozen to a rock and her left hand was raised up in the air as a curse. Isn't that crazy? Holy cow. Just frozen that way, like a frozen ice sculpture. For years, locals knew about the rock and where the rock was located. No one would ever touch the rock because most people believe that the rock holds a curse. Love that. But now the rock is on full display in Leonardtown. It is a town landmark, a tourist attraction, all of the above. Come touch our rock. Well, I mean, don't touch it because you could still be cursed. Most people do not touch the rock. But the rock is the size of an ottoman and 875 pounds. It's a big rock. It's like a boulder. It's a stone. Yeah, don't get twisted. Yeah, it's really not a rock. 
It is better than that. Local legend has it that the people who go near it will experience dizziness, eventually leading to fainting. And you can visit it. It's under plexiglass. You just go, say hi. I'm sure there's a nice plaque next to it. Mm-hmm. If you're on the East Coast and once gas comes back. Once gas is back in. Yeah, just take a road trip. Whatever. Let's do it. Road trip. How road far trip. is Leonardtown? Hold on. It's I'm like, gonna look. It was like five hours maybe? Yeah. Five, six. Four and a half on I-95. Okay, with tolls. Four and a half with tolls. That's not bad. Well, that's wonderful. Not her horrible death at the hands of... But apparently a lot of people died of hypothermia. So was she special? She had a cool story. About her death. Yeah. I do want to die screaming. <laughs> like Eartha Kitt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the way to go. Yo, that's iconic. And that has been today's Witches in the News. Thank you. Yay. This was a good... This was like a crepe. Yeah. Had a little bit of tang, but it was still very positive. Yeah. Like you threw some fruit in there, Mm -hmm. but still good. Lathered in that Nutella. Before my dog, Wee Wee's herself Mm -hmm. in the studio. Let's move into the spell. Let's do it. This is a spell to attract friendship. It's from Basic Witches, often cited J.S. Xena and Jess Zimmerman. Thank you. Thank you. Now, Basic Witches is a book I often revisit when I'm feeling down or lonely. I feel like, again, I mention it a lot. But because I leaf through it often, I feel like Jaya and Jess are my friends. Mm-hmm. And then Jaya will come to my door and say, it's not Jaya, it's Jaya. And if you were my friend, you would know this. I hope her name's not Jaya. That's not a good name. So <laughs> this pandemic may have put a strain on your relationships or left you feeling isolated. And as spring in the Northern Hemisphere blossoms into summer, you might be looking to make some connections, some vaccinated connections. We can hang out outside and inside now. Ooh, how diverse. So I present to you the Basic Witches Very Easy Tarot Card Spell to Attract Friendship. Ooh, love easy. Here's what you need. The Sun card from your tarot card deck. Got it. Two. The Three of Cups from also your tarot card deck. Got it. A fancy cup of water. The cup is fancy. But I don't know if the water has to be fancy, though it doesn't say that it can't be sparkling. Or cucumber. Or cucumber. Or juice. Coffee. (laughs) Bean water. Come on. (laughs) And then finally, some peace and quiet. Cleansing ground, three deep breaths. This is how we start the magic. Mm -hmm. Here's what you do. You're going to sit your ass on the ground or your bed or wherever you have room to put these cards in your fancy cup. Mm -hmm. Place the sun card in front of you and to the left. This represents you, radiant, successful, full of abundance and positive energy. Now, that may not be you right now or ever, but this is your big, warm light attracting friends like flant to lamplight. It's not flant. Flies to lamplight. Flant. Flant. It's like a flan that's also a lamp. And an ant. Yes. Yeah. You're going to place the three of cups in front of you and to your right. This represents where you want to be, you and all your cool friends. The three of cups is the friendship card of friendship cards with three cups held aloft by three friends as they toast their glow ups after high school. I love that. We got hotter. Ooh. So now you're in a cute little triangle. You, sun card, three of cups card. Place your fancy cup of water in the middle of your triangle and close your eyes. This may be why it's better to do it on the floor and not your living room couch while your wife watches the new Son of Sam documentary. Mm-hmm. Just so the water doesn't topple over and then she's yelling and you're yelling. It's a new couch. Come on. Visualize a gold thread extending from you to the sun card. This gold thread is filled with energy that flows from you and charges the sun with all of the qualities that you'll bring to your new friendship. Once you feel your connection to that card is strong, visualize another gold thread extending from the sun to the three of cups. 
your energy is now flowing into your community of very hot, glowed up girls. Love that. And finally, pull that thread from the Three of Cups and back to you so that the energy that you've put into your community flows back into you in the form of meaningful connections. Also, now you are in a very cool glowing triangle. Ooh, very witchy. So witchy. Very powerful. Basic Witches says to sit for as long as you like, visualizing your future friendships, where you're going to go, what are you going to drink, what does her laugh sound like. It's <laughs> a lot of expectations to throw on someone you haven't met yet. Okay, true. Maybe not. Maybe <laughs> just thinking about how it's going to make you feel. Oh, okay, okay. When you're ready, drink the water from the center of your ritual space and carry the two cards with you until you start to make meaningful connections. And that's the end of our reading, Rainbow. <laughs> so you can't even use those two cards... For any other tarot readings, you know you're not getting those two. Yeah. Anytime you do a reading for the next month until your friendship happens. Yeah. Well, that means that's an incentive. Make some fucking friends. Follow CDC regulations. Focus on being interested instead of interesting. And remember, friendships should feed you as much as you feed them. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Basic Witches. And that's been our show. That's it. We would like to thank Marcel Perez, our producer, Mallory Porter, our creative director, and Kevin McLeod for the music that we use in the intro and outro each week. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you. If they want to find you, where are they going to find you? You can find me on Instagram at Alicia period Herder. And if you want to find you, Tara. You can find me on Instagram at her lovely face. That's my art Instagram. And then also my Finsta, which is underscore little moss. You can find the podcast on Instagram at which yes. Share an episode in your stories. Tag us and we'll feature you on our stories. And if you don't like Instagram, we're over there on Facebook at which yes, the Facebook coven. We've got a discord. If you go to our show notes, you can hit up our link tree in our Instagram. Join the discord. And if you hate social media like Miss Dolly. You can always email us at witchyespodcast at gmail.com. We have a really great Patreon that's full of tons of bonus content, and they have a lot of awesome perks that uh, happen all the time. It's true. Our last episode was just about five witchy plants you could keep in your apartment. And our next episode is a mystery. Ooh. Dolly, don't spill the beans. $5 Patreon witches and above are getting two extra episodes a month. That makes this a weekly podcast. I know. It's it's so exciting and then ten dollars and above get access to our close friends list on instagram they get show notes they get full moon tarot reading sometimes they get to ask questions for all of our full-length episodes exactly and they get early access to a lot of really cool stuff they knew about the merch before you guys did so get excited dolly's excited she's licking my hand and you can lick my hand too by going to patreon and this has been which yes Alicia's hand. You don't know where it's been. That's the joy of it. Ooh, that That's could, the fun. Mm, what's that? Mm. It could be anything. Oh.